he contained Jacob Zeno, is this going to be the time where you better be, get, be able to get that pass rush from that front defensive yeah, line? Yeah, we have to. He's extremely accurate. He's strong, too, you know, and he's kind of sneaky fast. Uh, he's a really good athlete. So, you, you know, we're, uh, you know, third down emphasis today, and you just watch the reels, and, like, he's got really good vision, um, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think that's probably the thing that I've noticed the most of it. But when he gets out of the pocket and gets to running – you know, he, he's fast. Uh, he's a really strong athlete. And like I said, I've been super impressed with him. Like just his decision making. Um, he knows exactly where to put the football. It seems like he has complete command of what they're doing offense, offensively. So it's been impressive. Your, your kids are just going after the football. They're acts of, if they make a mistake, it's an act of commission and, and not omission. That's what you want, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, we're all going to make mistakes. I, like, I think it's in anything, like any work environment, you come in there and you do, you put the time and the effort into something and you prepare the best way you can. And to me, that um, really reduces fear. I think when you're not prepared and you don't practice things the right way, I think we're all a little bit hesitant, but we tell our guys like, if, Hey, listen, as a play caller, if I make a mistake, I promise you it's going to be an aggressive one. And then I'll just figure it out and, you know, and just look back at it and say, okay, at that point, that was wrong. All right, let's not make the same mistake twice. But I never wanted uh, to go into something being passive. I just think that sends the, the wrong message. And that's the same thing with the players. I think if the players take their shot um, with great effort um, and they're physical, there's nobody that can – because that's what we do. We're, as coaches, that's what we have to teach them, the technical part of it. Um, the discipline part of it, the schematical part of it. And as a player, just reduce that and say, go as hard as you can and be as physical as you can, and then we'll work from there. That was a big point of emphasis when I first got here. Um, and what's the reason you do that? I think collectively it's just um, when you feel like you're letting somebody down, I think that's like you need to feel that way. So if you're out in the field and there's 10 other guys that are just playing with hair on fire and you're the guy that's not, I think you should be very remorseful about that. But more importantly, as coaches, we just got to get that guy out. That's the biggest thing. And just make sure that um, we're really policing the culture that we want. Thank you, Coach. Good luck Saturday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Could you speak about from the moment you stepped on the field at Western Kentucky to now how the disruption has evolved, the sacks, the TFLs? Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you, like when we got out of fall camp, I had a somewhat of an idea of what we had, but really didn't know completely how guys would be in a game. You know, when you're in practice, um, you know, it's not a lot of pressure on you. Go out there just in front of your peers. But then when you get into a game, some guys respond to, you know, game-like situations. So I think we've kind of evolved a little bit to find out, like, who could do it consistently in a game and then try to feature those guys. That's probably the biggest thing is like, okay, this is what this guy can do. All right, he could do it at a really uh, elite level, but let's build stuff around him. So I think as we've gone into from game one to game five, I think you're starting to see a pattern of us try to, you know, get some guys, spotlight some guys that because they're doing a really good job and then schematically going there on Sunday and Mondays and saying, like, okay, I think this would be really good for him to go against uh, this guy that he's seeing because he's shown us the ability to do it consistently so let's try to feature him a little bit more and I think that's probably the biggest thing and I'm still not completely like a hundred percent it's gonna uh, I don't think that's gonna happen until probably like week eight or nine because we're rolling some guys in too so I'm, I'm getting to learn these guys skill sets 
I'm like literally learning how they process things and like, cause you can't invent something and paralyze guys either. So I think we're work in progress from that standpoint, but I think that's probably the biggest thing. If you go into Western and you say, okay, listen, we're going to kind of run our package, see how it goes. And you start to see guys separate themselves as playmakers. Then you start to go towards the playmakers and start to build stuff for them. So you become a little bit more disruptive as the season goes along because you're featuring those guys. Is it a thing where in week one you learn some things you had no idea about or you just get more comfortable with guys? I think it's comfortable. I think there's, you know, guys prove themselves in practice. But once again, some guys are great practice players and they're, you know, for whatever reason, you don't see that in the game. You know, um, so as we've gone through, especially um, as we start the game plan, there's certain matchups that you want to stay away from, then certain matchups for us that we love. And I think from that standpoint, that's where you start to learn things that like specifically about a guy. Like, this guy's a really good pass rusher. Great. Okay. Now, how can we get him matched up versus somebody else? Or this guy uh, really is uncomfortable with this coverage. Well, if he's out in the field, like, don't call it coverage. So I'm learning every week, uh, and especially in the game situations of what these guys can handle. And I think by the time we get to week eight or nine, it would be something that would like collectively, okay, now uh, whoever's on that field, we know exactly what to call. But I just, the biggest, like I've seen coordinators come in and this is our package and they just try to stuff people into there. And we're not, we're never going to do that. If our kids are uncomfortable with it or if they can't get it done or for whatever reason, it just doesn't, doesn't go, then we're not going to run it. If a guy flashes any games at a whole different field than flashing in practice. Yeah. But the, the way to get in the game is the flash of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. A, like a double-edged right. sword. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but, you know, we see that all the time in my, in my career where, you know, it's you, you'd hate for those guys, like, to just be gamers and not practicers. You know what I'm saying? That That's really hard for a coach because, like, you're rewarding a guy that has bad practice habits. But if he gets, you know, five to ten plays because he's in a rotation, he makes plays, you know, hopefully you can pull him aside and say to him, like, hey, listen, like, you got to practice the way that you play or you're going to stay at five or 10 plays. And if they start to pick up their practice habits, maybe they get 30 or 40. So that's like an individual conversation with the player to say, like, you're putting me in a bad spot because you're making all these plays, but the outside world doesn't know that you're not doing things the way that's necessary to get on the field. So the connection part of it, most of the time kids understand that because they want to play, but it's, uh, it's really, really important for us to police the practice part of it. We can't reward guys for being lazy we right. can't for not being physical and put them in the game yeah generally good practices show up in games absolutely generally. yeah so absolutely you don't like see a guy and go, oh we got this guy he never does anything absolutely really to me it's it, it gives you the right to play well now we've all prepared for something in life and went into it maybe laid an egg but you know if you don't prepare for it you're definitely laying an egg you know what i'm saying so at least it gives them an opportunity to do it we, we've talked a little bit about Jalen Schuler in previous weeks. But here we sit here five weeks in. He's your leading tackler. Um, coach mentioned him a little bit yesterday saying, you know, this guy is stoic. He's quiet. Yeah. Doesn't do a lot of talking. Yeah. So to you, what does this guy mean to your defense at this point? It means a lot. He means a lot to me because, you know, when you get in those meetings and you're like, as the coordinator, you're trying to connect him because he's right in the middle of the front end and the back end. So he's got a huge voice. You know, sometimes you get a DB – um, that wants to talk to the front and it just doesn't float. So he's right there just presenting concepts to him. Um, 
I like him because he, he really trusts me, you know, and sometimes you go into initially when you meet somebody, it's kind of like you got to prove yourself. And I felt like he never did that with me. I think he came in and said, you know, all right, let me give this guy a chance to see if I can get better. And, you know, back in my mind, I think I said this week, number one is like a guy that played like literally like 20 plays last year. And I, and I don't see it that way. Like when I met him, when we went to spring football. It's like, I think this guy can be our starter. Then we go into fall camp and my expectations are like, crazy through the roof because he's a super talented kid and he's a smart guy and then my I catch myself once in a while and say like you got to slow down with him and make sure that you know um you're not talking to him like he's a like a 20-year veteran coach you got to talk to him like it's a guy that hasn't played a lot so I literally catch myself take him to the side and try to explain things to him and I only think he's going to get better the more that we're talking ball together I think um He's got a skill set that's really unique. You usually don't see tall guys like that that can move the way he does and has some lateral quickness. Um, but I enjoy that kid. Every time I, I walk in, I, I told him the other day, it's like I wake up out of bed, I bounce out of bed because like I want to see those guys because I know that they they want information and that's exciting to go into a room and be able to coach him. So if you're breaking down his qualities in the laboratory, is the length the, the thing? That yeah, the length, the, the, the length, the actual physical ball skills that he has, because he's a very talented uh, guy that way. Um, but, yeah, his length and his ability to run. You know, he's got really good vision, too. Right. And, and what Coach was saying, you know, quiet guy, stoic. Is it is it more just – he's just not going to waste time. I mean, if he says something, he'll say it. But he's not going to waste time yapping, right? He's just <laughs> – He's just a business guy. Yeah, a little bit that way, a little bit re reserved. But you know, you get him one on one, he'll open up just like we're doing right now. It's just right. the relationship part of of him. And um, but I think that's what he is. It's like if if I'd rather go do something else than probably expend some energy on somebody that probably doesn't know me and doesn't know what I'm talking. So he's really like brief in terms of what he says, but just an unbelievable kid. You say him, you tell him something, and he'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's like nothing to it. Um, you know, he's a, a one-time guy. Like, you can go in there and correct something on film and he gets it. Um, just a great kid. Just a really, really cool, neat kid. Um, uh, and I enjoy, like, I enjoy being around him just to kind of find out his story. I think when you first get here, we're so hot and heavy in terms of football and all that. But when you have a chance, like, he'll come into the, the linebacker meeting room a little bit. Um, before special teams or after special teams when he's not on a unit. We'll just sit down and just shoot it around a little bit. And he's a really, really cool kid. What is his story? What impresses you about his journey? And how he got yeah, it's just, um, you know, you, you look at his career and then you look at him when he first got here. It was kind of like, you know, when we put the film on, we're trying to figure out, like, initially when we're trying to put the, the kind of the pieces together, of like, you know, how come not playing a lot and trying to figure that part out? But every every you know, there's a reason for everything, but I never looked at him in that way. I just like, man, this, this kid's a really good athlete. Um, he's physical because we went back and they, we watched their, their tape and, um, and he's sharp. And, and I was like, the sky's the limit if he's willing to put in the work. And when you first meet him and do all that stuff, he's, he's straight arrow, man. I'm like, let's work, let's go at it and do this part of it. But the experience part is, is what I have to do a great job with. I'm like, this guy keeps telling myself that, this guy doesn't have like five years of like major college football experience, like slow down when you're talking to him, like make sure that he comprehends it. But when he gets it, he's, he can go, go. Thank yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Man. Good seeing you. Well, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Navy game. 
You are so balanced, run to pass. 44 runs, 34 passes. Is that what you're looking to do one way or the other, like 55-45? Yeah, I think without trying to put numbers on it all the time, we, we want to be able to do whatever the, the, the defense is going to allow us to do. And there were times where they made it really hard, you know, to, to run the ball in the box and we were able to throw it and, and take advantage of the numbers and the space out there. But – Again, it, it's not, man, we're, we want to run it this many times or throw it this many times. It's really as the game gets going, figure out what are the best plays for us and take advantage of what the defense is going to give us. And I think that does turn into balance on both sides of it when we're playing at our best. Coach, this offense isn't a one-trick pony. You've got five guys rushing the football. You've got eight guys catching the football. Just like you said, Whatever's working, you're going to go to, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, our offense is built to have options. So there, there's guys in the pass game and a run game that regardless of, you know, who's on the field or what we're calling, there's going to be options for us to take advantage of the defense one way or another. And to start to have some good depth at the wide receiver position, is really nice you know that's uh you, you can just see it in those guys play on the field you know they're hungry to catch a football and do something with it and man that probably wasn't real consistent in the first couple of weeks of the season so to start to get some healthy guys um across the board you know at the running back position the wide receiver position that that's been really good to have multiple guys out there to be able to go play fast Coach, my last question, and thank you for your time today. I was on the J.P. Peterson show about a, an hour ago, and Peter Blake asked me, when did Brown start to make the big change to step up? I said, I think after he saw the Alabama film and saw that there's things he can do, but it's not major changes, and he started to trust his eyes. Would that be a correct statement? You know, I, I think he's gotten better every single week. I really do. Um and he still has room to grow. So that's the most exciting thing for Byram and our offense is not only him, but if you want to, you know, pinpoint Byram's play, he's gotten better every single week. And that's what it should be. You know, you're in different situations every single week. And in his case, he hasn't played a ton of football. So He's being exposed to new things one way or another each week, and he's learning from them. But, you know, you're, you're probably right to some degree after the Alabama game. You know, we make a big emphasis of, hey, man, you got to trust the protection. You got to stand in the pocket as long as you can and make the throws down the field. And that was all over the video. And he's really done a, he's done a really good job with that since then. Coach, I'm going to steal one more before I go. You're going up against the quarterback, Jacob Zeno. He's completing 75% of his passes, 31 uh, completions a game. Looks like it's going to be a high-scoring game. Better be able to put points on the board this week, right? Hey, that's the name of the game. That's the name <laughs> of the game. So our guys will be ready to go. They're excited. Um, we've had a good week of practice. And I don't know a ton about their offense other than – I remember Jacob from recruiting in high school a little bit. I know he went to Baylor out of high school, but uh, he's a good player. And they've been able to score points every single week. So, man, it's a great challenge for us, and, and our guys are going to be excited about it. Thanks, Coach. Good luck Saturday. Thank you.
talking earlier to Coach Orlando about um, from week one to now, how, how much he's learned about his guys and who can put on pressure, who they want to isolate, who they want to feature, et cetera. Could you say a similar thing about the offense in terms of you learning just what you've got to work with and it just gets more knowledge each week as to how to deploy these guys? Yeah, I, I think you're seeing um, – I think we've known all along that we have – faith in all the guys that we put out, out on the field. I think the biggest thing here in the last two or three weeks is, man, maybe what it takes to get Naeem confident early in a game to get him going, you know. And, and I think you would say the same thing for all those wide receivers. But you see, yeah, that the skill sets are there. And, and in this offense, that they're going to shine. And I think it's just a product of the whole offense playing better football. You know, you protect better. You have a chance to throw the football from the pocket. And those wide receivers that maybe have been doing – running that route the same way all year long, maybe they just didn't get that catch in the first couple of weeks of the season. So, I think that those guys on the perimeter um, – have shined a little bit, you know, because we played better in the passing game in general the last two weeks from top to bottom, from the protection to throwing the football to those guys running their routes. And, you know, we count on all of them. Those guys know every single play, the ball could come to any single one of them. And they've all had an opportunity to step up. Man, Naeem's game two weeks ago, obviously, was an elite game. And then, man, maybe some of those opportunities didn't come to fruition last week for him. And Trafford Brown steps up, or Jane Alexis steps up, Sean Atkins steps up. Our running backs have been doing that all year long. So I think it's just, man, yeah, we've trusted them all along. But it's, I, I think as much as anything, we're, we're try, trying to figure out, man, how to get them going, get them confident so they can be at their best. When you talk about the running game, you've had some games where you've been highly successful, others not as successful. What have you seen in terms of the evolution of that and how the guys are rotating in and out and how it's working just in the run game yes um man i think our offensive line has done a fantastic job each week you know the the game last week they were going to do everything in their power to make it harder on the ball um in the box and there there were tough yards out there you know they did they they have a scheme that it's like third down defense in the box all the time, which can make it pretty tough to run the football in there consistently. But what we did is we warm out. And by the end of the game, you know, you see some of those runs that in the first quarter we're getting out there and we're getting three yards and we're getting tackled by safety. By the end of the game, we're, we're a different offense, you know, in, in that fourth quarter, which is a tribute to our offensive line and our running backs. But, the running backs have been a selfless group. There's a bunch of guys that are carrying it. And some of the time, one guy's carrying it all the way down the field, and then another one comes in and plays one play and scores a touchdown on that drive. And those guys have been great teammates, have been great team guys in the locker room. Hasn't been an issue. They're all talented, and we're going to play them. We're, we're going we're gonna to keep them fresh. And a fresh running back out there every single series starts to add up on a defense. So – I, I think you got to give the credit, you know, to, to the O-line and the running backs just for they've been they've been grinding, you know, in, in the weeks of practice and 
having a selfless approach to it. We played a bunch of different guys on the O-line, and they've, they've stepped up to the challenge every single week. What about R.J. Perry? He has started at three different positions by necessity, and he, he appears to be giving you things that all over the all over the line so far. Uh, what, what what about yeah? You know what he's had to do this year so far early. Man, it's uh, you can't have enough of, of those guys, and not everybody has the ability to do that. He's he's got you know the body type to be able to play inside and outside, and obviously the skill set to do it too. He's been in this offense, so he's had a chance to probably have more experience than anybody, and he's used that to his advantage. And you know, when he when he walked in the door into the program, that was one thing that you were hoping, obviously, that was going to translate, you know, to him coming to our program is he's been in this system. So he's been, you know, he's been nicked up and banged up too, and he's powered through, you know, playing dinged up and playing different positions and. And he's he's given our offense a chance to be our best and stepping in at some places that maybe it might not be his favorite place to be, you know, but he doesn't complain about anything and he, he's been doing a great job in that. Two two offensive series in the fourth quarter, and you mentioned wore him down, but I don't know what the timing was, but you were up by two scores and it was kind of like, yeah, take the air out a little bit maybe, but you didn't. You you went straight at it and ran it down their throats in three minutes. And the Navy defense looked just like what, what the heck. So that had to be satisfying. And then also just however many minutes there were, you take the ball and then and then going to go to the knee. Uh, so you speak off both of those. Yeah. Both you imposed your will in different ways, but yeah. you closed out the game like that. Hundred um, percent. We 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 sure did that. You know, the last two weeks, which is a tremendous sign of you know the belief that what, you know, that our players have and what we're doing. We put a lot of every single day in practice, we put a ton of uh, stock in being really good in the fourth quarter. And up until the Rice game, we hadn't been. And in that game, we played our offense and executed, and it turned into, man, we can run it, we can throw it. We're not afraid to throw it. Even with the lead, we're not afraid to – and make a mistake and mess the game up, you know, and sometimes that can happen, calling plays, and, and even as a player, like, okay, good, you know, we're up a little bit, let's just relax, and you kind of relax, and sometimes that's not the best. Um, but our guys have been aggressive. They want to play, and we weren't calling any different plays, you know, in the fourth quarter last week than we were in the first three quarters. They were – Byron was taking what they were giving them. And when we were handing the football off, the O-line was playing hard. And we were, like you said, we, we were dominant in the fourth quarter. And turns into points. It makes you feel really good. And then, man, one of the best plays in football is to drive the football all the way down the field and then hit a knee and celebrate, you know, together as an offense. So really proud of those guys and how they finished the game. And that's how we want them to – that's what, how we want them to play. We don't want to get a lead and – Hey, let's be, you know, somebody different. We're going to, we're going to keep being us. So really happy for them. And every, every team, I think at every level, you know, does that. And sometimes you wonder if it's just, but they just go through the mode. Do they really yeah. believe this? But it sounds like what you're describing is you're, you're discovering some fourth quarter 
relief here, right? The last few weeks. Hundred percent, and that you know that's what it takes. We like I said, we put an emphasis on it every single day, and we have since we've been here. And it does take, you know, the execution and doing it and going and wearing somebody out and winning a football game to connect all those dots back to practice on a Tuesday or Wednesday when it gets to that period. And like, man, the mindset that I had to have in the game on Saturday to go do my job and to wear these guys out and to dominate, I'm going to have to practice that way. So for us, you know, the hope is we just keep learning more and more about how it all fits together. And every single day is really important. But that mindset, man, you, you would ask any, anybody on this football team, yeah, we want to be, we want to be our best in the fourth quarter.